Welcome back to our podcast. And before we start, we want to acknowledge the traditional owners, custodians of the land on which we're coming to you from and working from today, and pay our respects and gratitude to Indigenous elders past, present and emerging, and for those First Nations people who are listening today. Super excited to be back here with you, Rhonda. I think I think what we've said is this is the refresh version of Article 23. Yes. It's still a podcast all about work. Yes. What is Article 23 for people listening in that might not have heard about it before? Article 23 is the of the International Declaration of Human Rights. Article 23 is the right to work. Yep. And a huge right and has grown in importance. The way we're thinking about it over time has probably shifted. Yep. And I think it's safe to say the way that we're thinking about this podcast and how you and I are going to talk about it has shifted a little bit, but that importance of work has not shifted at all. That's exactly right. And we're going to talk about things that are really relevant to work and how work is playing out, but we're going to talk about the issues that are absolutely topical right this second. Yeah, I love that. I think we're going to try and keep the framework the same yep. when we're talking about this yep. to help us collect ideas because there's so much information out there and when you hear a podcast, you want some real nuggets of information. So we're going to bring that. Yep. That's the promise. Yep. And we're going to talk about what's out there in the news about work and what are the interplays and societal elements to that. Yeah. And we're also going to cover some hearts and minds or hearts, heart of hearts um, information on people who are having real personal raw um, stories of impact in the work that they're doing. I think that's a nice discussion for us. Yeah, I think it's a great discussion. And, and we want to keep it really real. So I think that that's, we'll just give it to a couple of really tight topics that are very topical that everybody is talking about. We want to say, let's have a think about those agendas. Where do you want to start? I, I want to start with Essendon Football Club. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Hot one. Give us the blurb on what it is in case someone's not been following it. So quite aside from the issues that Essendon Football Club, as many football clubs have in their history, yeah. um, is having quite a few problems at the moment, they actually recruited a CEO, yep. announced the new CEO, lasted less than 24 hours and resigned from the position. So for any organisation to announce a CEO and less than a day later they're resigning is pretty horrendous. Yeah, that backdrop is interesting. And obviously from a people and culture, leadership, decisions, all of that, that's quite interesting from what, wherever you're at and you know, in any organisation like you said. But what, what, why is that? Yeah, so the, the big issue was, and it's being framed a number of ways, but the big issue was that the, the fundamental beliefs and value system of the Essendon Football Club which has got an AFLW team, so very much into gender equity and gender fairness, uh, and also into inclusion. I mean, all the AFL has been very bold on that agenda and they've been very outspoken about it, as has Essendon. And uh, the person that they recruited into the CEO job came with a set of religious beliefs and so was asked, can those beliefs line up with the Essendon Football Club beliefs and values? And the answer was no, and so he elected to resign. But... Um, the controversy is it's been mm. framed as two things. One is, yeah. <laughs> what the first one is, oh, they didn't do reference checking. Yeah, you know who you're going to pick before a reference check, right? <laughs> like that's a, a good yeah. and important step, but yeah. you kind of know by the time you're at that point. It's valuable, but you will yeah. have had enough conversations on yeah. the big stuff that they're not. you don't find out amazing new news usually. Yeah. Um, and the second issue it's been framed at is it's not fair because he has been he's lost this really great opportunity, great job, because of his religious beliefs. So it's been freed up as a freedom of religion sort of debate. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, it's very, both very topical. But I would like us to think about this question because we mm. do a lot of work with culture. And so the question is not religious freedom 
absolutely go for your life, believe as you as you believe and have your own voice and freedom of speech with that. The question is, there's no more important job in an organisation with regard to culture than the CEO. Everybody's work, many roles are important, but the CEO role is extremely important. And so when you take on a job as a CEO of any organisation, you do have to line up to the beliefs and values of that organisation because you will be you know, the number one ticket holder. You will be the person who's out there saying this is what we believe in and it has to be really credible. So you do, if you're going to sign up to say, I want to be mm. the boss of an organisation, you have to say, I absolutely believe in the same things and values as this organisation. Yeah, you don't, you don't sort of sit there and set something and, you know, I'm blue and you're red. I know they're not the colours of Essendon, they're black. <laughs> they're, they're black and red and it's the same as NAB actually where the CEO was from. <laughs> Which I think is quite amusing in, Didn't a, have in to of itself. His tie. Correct. It's like, yeah, I'll wheel that one along. And the colour of the football. Anyway, there's a lot there's a lot in that. But um there's something right. about, you know, you don't run alongside with your set of beliefs and values, whatever you want to call that. I know the language is tough, but what I believe in can't be radically different to where I'm working and what it is, right? There's got to be some no. And not if you're the CEO especially. Yeah, okay. Like it would be hard for any role to sign up to an organisation where you didn't believe in the same value system. Yeah. But not the CEO absolutely in particular. That job must be perfectly aligned. Yeah. You know, it's it's so important. So the question for me is why with a different set of beliefs, a different set of values, would you want to be the CEO of an organisation? Yeah. Huge, huge one. Not sure we have a landing for it and not sure it's our place to in this one. No, but I would like people to... Have open conversation and questions on that, yeah. Rather than framing it up in a very fractious way that good or bad people, right and wrong, yeah. It's actually quite different than that. It's, it's more nuanced and it needs to be more carefully thought through. Yeah, or like you said about like view right or wrong, freedom right or wrong, censoring right or wrong. That yeah. that's big and people yeah. have that at the pub, but this one in a workplace setting, yeah, is about see you and cultural and rather and than dot, you know the advice of I'll make sure you do a reference check, yeah, sure. or whatever, yeah. But uh, maybe as you're interviewing and getting to know someone, particularly in a really important high-profile job like CEO, let alone other jobs, but you really get deep on the conversations that matter most to you. So if your organisation has a value system that believes in ABC. Make sure that's really clear to the person. And it can yep. be, you know, as simple as, you know, this is what we really believe in. Is that okay with you? Do yep. you can you sign up for that? Can you lead that? Mm. Is that the record for the shortest tenure of a CEO, do you that's think? a really good question. I, mm. I imagine it's not. I bet someone's been shorter, but I wouldn't know the answer. Mm. You know how it's like fastest running race or quick <laughs> knockout or, I don't know, you just get this vibe like it's sort of a sporting sphere, which is like, oh, a record. <laughs> And again, it's a it's an interesting one to sort of back they up. They could actually hold the AFL record for that. I don't know the answer. We there have you, to find out. There you go. So that's news topic number one. News that topic news about topic work all yeah. around um, Essendon. And, and I think it's a bit of a faux religious freedom job. I think debate. I think it's very yeah. much a debate over as a CEO, you must sign up for the value system of the organisation. If you can't do that, then don't apply for the job. Go and do another job that you can do it for. Yeah, I totally agree. So that's big nugget, big rock, big news item number one. What's big uh, news item number two that we've got? I think the other one that we're, we're watching really closely at the moment is a really interesting one about watching our Prime Minister, Anthony Albanese, talk through the tax cuts or not cuts or whether they should cut or whether Teal should vote and all sorts of things. I mean, it's yeah. a very big debate. And the question from a work perspective is, can a leader break a promise because that's how it's being presented you promised this in the election yep. and now you're 
debating it. And he just keeps saying he's not debating it. So let's just put mm. that up front too. Mm. But certainly there's a lot of social debate around it. Is this the right way to handle a budget? So mm. can a leader change their mind basically once they've yeah. promised something? Yeah, that's so fascinating to me. And I think can a leader change their mind also goes into kind of like the joke, politicians always change their mind, but it's a complex <laughs> topic, right? Because if you look at it really simply, it's sort of, we don't have enough money to do the things we need to do to help society that most of us sign up to broadly. Yeah. Things like health, education, like all the things that we really would love and want a, a good social system in Australia, I reckon is pretty good yeah, um, on I that. Agree. I agree. We don't have enough. What do you do? What would you do in a corporate setting if you didn't have that money? You'd be talking about it, right? Wouldn't you? You would. And if mm. you had, you, you made a decision and then someone comes along and says, here's some better information. Here's yeah. a changing context you weren't expecting you know here's some things that are moving forward um i think a leader can change their mind as long as they're doing it within the realm of getting smarter um, being able to make a better decision they made initially um and then the question then is if that's possible okay i got more information the change the context changed whatever it happens to be Mm. both those things are reasonable and people will listen to them if you can explain them well but in the political realm it's sort of we're already in an environment of low trust yeah. And so it starts to go, does this add to our lack of trust of politicians? As you mentioned, they, they change their mind all the time or whatever yeah. it happens to be. Yeah, and, I'm, and it, even though I said that, I'm not beating them up because I think it is the one of the most impossible jobs. Yeah. And you look at it and we were talking about the tills, right, and that example and like tills will save us or be, you know, this voice of independence. And it seems they are on this topic, but it's not everyone's on the same page. Yeah. And so even in that group that was sort of seen vote. as a color, you know, one color, one team, it's a little different. And I think that's healthy because you're representing your electorate and the people that voted you in. That makes good sense to me. But hey, now, like we're not all coming from the same perspective. So it's a hard job. It is a hard job. And I think in politics, it's also the consequences. You've gone out to however many people vote of the 25 million yeah. and a half Australians that there are yeah, 25 yeah. and a half million Australians. Exactly. And they've said, you've made that promise. I'm now relying on you to do that. The consequences are I've, I've elected you. I've, I've decided to do it for these reasons. Yep. If you break that promise, then I, I, I was one of the people who helped you get elected. So is that fair and, mm. and is that the right way to go? And it cuts into something that you talk about a lot, which is a psychological contract. Yeah. that a leader makes with people. Yeah, and I think that that, I mean, that concept, that construct isn't super new, but I think it's a kind of simple one about, you know, what did you say you were going to do? Did you promise it? How did it go? What were you expecting? What was sort of said and unsaid? And then how did it go? Did you uphold it or did you kind of breach it? If you think about it, there aren't, again, there aren't that many jobs where that's known to millions of people, like you said, where that leader has eyeballed showing their hand. Like, that's actually pretty powerful. Mm. I can't think of very, very many other jobs that are like that or a CEO or whatever, prime minister. There aren't that many where you eyeball, you know the view, and mm. then it's taken back in sort of a public way and then the media obviously behind that mm. as their job. Yeah. It's tough. So you can see, fully see why Anthony Albanese is saying, I'm not a person who breaks promises. Yeah. You know, they hold that contract of value that I promised something to you and I will deliver as I said I would. So he's really hanging on to that. Even though there's lots of debate around, is there new information? Has context changed? Is there better information? Can you make a better decision? All of those questions. But it is about holding trust in that position and trying to re-establish trust with this leadership role of prime minister and cabinet and what have you that we've really challenged lately, probably for well over a decade. Mm. So if we were to take 
the fact is politics and all of that and all of that complexity and, and big population, things like that. How does a leader rebuild trust instead of framing it like a broken promise? How do we um, reframe it as building trust, authentic, new information? How do, how do you do that? There's got to be a way. I think great leaders do that, don't they? Well, they have to. Like, yeah. you know, they, I'm sure all leaders make mistakes. So totally. you have to, how do I mend that bridge? Yeah. I take responsibility for a mistake I've made, whatever it happens to be changing my mind because yeah. I got smarter, whatever it is. Yeah, um, yeah, there has to be a way to do it. So you've got to really think about the people that you mm. impact, the consequences of you changing your mind yeah. or not, Yeah. Um, and then deciding which way you want to fall. But you've got to be very, very good at explaining that to people. Yeah, and I think there's almost this like probably where budgets and stuff come from are quite a rational basis. Like mm. here are the numbers. Here, Here's how it goes, a sort of economic view. But explaining that as, well, hold on, the economic landscape has shifted, eyeballing down the camera of, didn't you just break your promise? That's really, you know what I mean? That's really tough because like the economics probably stack up. Mm. Like there's a lot of things we need to do. We mm. don't have enough money. Mm. Yikes, that was what we thought and our assumptions were different and now it needs to be different. Now go say that to Joe Joe and Jill down the street. Like that's, that's tough. People. Yeah, times 14. <laughs> many Joes and Jills with different, different names. Yeah, that's <laughs> It is really, really tough. So, yeah, that's a, that's really interesting. So we think they're the two big topics at yeah. the moment. One is about that Essendon Football Club CEO broaching into the religious freedom, but actually yeah. a very firm decision on whether you can sign up for the values of the organisation. The the tax cuts and promises and, and whether or not that can be changed or not. Mm-hmm. And the last one we wanted to do is sort of two topics that are relating to work. And the third thing we wanted to add into it was showing people doing things in their work and their volunteering that's actually making a massive, massive difference. This is one that um, we came across accidentally. We were out at Addy Road Community Centre, which is a beautiful organisation here in Sydney, and we ran into a woman called Hayley Kirk. She's the mother of a young guy called Scout Wiley Kirk. (laughs) And just before his 10th birthday in May this year, he contracted what they call acute rheumatic fever. All and right. They actually started thinking it was a sprained ankle. It turned up with some heavy diagnosis that it was a acute rheumatic fever, which is a disease that primarily affects the heart, joints, central nervous system. It's very, very rare, unheard of. There's lots of things that can avoid it, how it's caused. Scout and his mum and dad went on a journey through that as he was found to be okay. And mm. when we ran into Hayley, she was setting up a film night called um, Take Heart, Deadly Heart, which is a documentary mm. hosted traditionally within the, the Aboriginal community, but she wanted to bring it to Addie Road and have a night of volunteering and raising money because she found out all this evidence. Not only was her own son going through this horrendous situation and she was finding a way through it, but she also found out that even though it's a completely mm. preventable disease, if you understand it, that it is a terrible disease inside our Aboriginal remote communities. And so it's still affecting lots and lots of kids all the time, even though it's completely preventable. So she's gone on this crusade, the whole family has really, to say how do we stop this from being such a shame that we've got a section of the Australian community that's so badly affected by something that's completely preventable. And to just see how she spoke about it and her passion for the agenda and topic was just, it was incredibly heartwarming. And she's gone on to have this movie night and it's gone incredibly well. Mm. And I just think, Sometimes you see someone doing good for no other reason other than it's a good thing to do yeah. for other people and you have to applaud that. Yeah, and out into different communities than maybe you'd normally cross path. 
with and traversing that on something that's so important yeah. to our health and well-being is terrific. Yeah. Incredibly cool. Thank you very much for Thank joining you. us on the podcast. Um, we are going to make this a weekly thing. We'll take two news stories that are really big in the world of work and bring our perspective and perhaps a different perspective than people are thinking about and talking about to the conversation and also try to find one person doing something really cool that's actually impacting people incredibly positively. Um, look forward to seeing you next week. Are we still signing off with a big more from us? A big more from us. A big more from us. <laughs>